Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we're talking about smart buildings, the way they interact with the infrastructures around them and also how these infrastructures and buildings can help us deal with some of the challenges that we're all experiencing at the moment in the world. I'm joined today in the studio for this episode by Cedric Nyker, the CEO of Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Cedric, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to, to be on your show, on our show. It's it's absolute pleasure, and it is our show. When we're here chatting, this is it's definitely our show. Um, now you're the head of a company called Siemens Smart Infrastructure. What does smart infrastructure mean? So if you think about smart infrastructure and infrastructure in general, you think about three different sort of areas. You think about grids or smart grids. You think about buildings or smart buildings, and then you think think also about um, the grid edge, which is sort of the combination of where where the two meet and. Uh, uh, we call it smart infrastructure because when different um, when different uh, ecosystems meet, you create something new, and this is what we call the grid edge. Yeah, perfect. So it's it's those smart powered grids, it's those smart buildings, the connection between them, that uh, that meeting point, and and their ability to work together to pass information and and do this kind of thing. Yeah, beautiful. Now. Obviously, this is a big focus. We see the demand in, in the world for this kind of technology, for these kinds of solutions. What's driving that, do you think? Why is smart infrastructure so important? Well, the, the, main, the main problem we have are still the same, COVID or not COVID. I mean, you have digitalization, climate change, demographic change, urbanization, globalization. All these things are happening at the same time. And the important part is that if you look on the how digital most of these industries are, the infrastructure industries are less digital. Most infrastructures are dumb at the moment. Mm. But we have one problem, John, and, and the problem is, is that our resources are finite. Physical resources are finite. So we need to make these resources smart, make them digital, because actually data is infinite and we can get more out of the resources we're using so that we don't deplete uh, Mother Earth. Oh, perfect. So we get smarter, so we get more out of every inch, out of every meter, out of Absolutely. every brick. Perfect. Now, if we zoom into to smart buildings in specifically, or in a little bit more detail, how do you see the role of the smart building? How how do you see it uh, as an important part of this this broader picture? So I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do, but uh, most people don't. Is that we spend ninety nine zero percent of our lives in ninety in, in buildings. Right. Yeah. So we better be comfortable. We better feel safe. Uh, it better be sort of a, a really an environment that cares for us. But there's one point is um, buildings are also roughly 40 percent of worldwide energy consumption, of which more than half is being wasted. So it doesn't need to only be comfortable and safe. It also needs to be sustainable. So the idea of smart buildings is to make you comfortable, safe, and still don't uh, deplete those resources I was talking about by being much more intelligent and understanding of what you need. All right, so it's from both sides. It's making sure that it's the perfect environment for us if we're inside that building, but then ensuring that uh, that we're retaining the, those natural resources, being as efficient, sustainable, et cetera, as, as possible. Absolutely. Now, smart buildings, smart is a very broad term. You know, it can mean a lot of different things, uh, you know, connected, transparent, uh, innovative. Uh, if you had to boil it down to, to just two, two words, two descriptions of what, what smart means to you, uh, what would you choose? So for me, two words. It's an, an interesting uh, concept. Two, it's a tough thing, challenge, I think. It's yeah. a tough challenge. So the first yeah. thing, smart means that 
the infrastructure or the building understands it and environment and knows it feels it understands so that's the first part of smart and the second one all the smartness doesn't help me if i don't as an individual if it's not human centric so for me smart is something which understands it environments and reacts to me so these are the two things which make something smart right. perfect so that that ability to understand and then that that involvement of yourself as the person within that building absolutely now we spoke at the start about infrastructure and how how smart buildings is one of this this trinity of of, of smart infrastructures how does that how does that connection work you know is is this something is this an ecosystem is it uh, is it connectivity that drives this sort of the, the benefit and the intelligence between these three so I'll, I'll give you an overview. Um, I always give the same example, but it's, I mean, are you British, right? Or I'm actually Australian. Oh, you're Australian. So then you, you don't get the joke, but I'm still going to make it. So we'll, we'll pretend in, that we get the joke. Yeah, yeah exactly. We do this for the British people all the time. <laughs> in 1990, we had, uh, I was actually in the UK. There were the thousand power plants in Germany, a thousand. And four mathematicians, which were used to understand how much energy was used when Germany was playing uh, England. So uh, that was sort of the world. The world we're in now in, we have 2 million, 2 million buildings and, which produce energy and consume energy. So they became prosumers. So the complexity has increased dramatically as, as we're becoming decarbonized. We basically are decentralizing the energy systems. And as you decentralize the energy system, the importance of the building sort of increases. So that's what's actually happened. What actually happened is the decentralization of the energy system, the decarbonization of the energy systems, and the importance of the building, which has increased at the same time, meant that we had to build something new, that we had to bring those assets together to really bring response and demand in a way together which we haven't thought about ever before. Yeah, it sounds like things change from from that traditional setup that you know, we, we generated in one place and it was one directional flow. Now, two million different consumers exactly. going both directions. This this uh, brings challenges, but also brings that opportunity that you that you discuss. Uh, th that's a good example. I really like that. Maybe I'll challenge you for a, for another example or another use case. Uh, it's always nice when we talk about these things to connect it to something something real or or even uh, a, a position within the industry that you see an opportunity. Um, do you have something that you can grab for this? Yeah, I mean, so one thing is, is we're trying to optimize the energy consumption, the footprint. And mm -hmm. in order to do this, I'll go a step back because we haven't talked about COVID, which we do everywhere. I'm, I'm going Absolutely. Moment, and but and I'll, we can't I'll, I'll not. talk about yeah. it. So before, before COVID, um, our technology was also to reduce wastage within, not within the grid, but within the, um, the building itself. So what we did is we bought actually a company called Enlightened, uh, in, uh, uh, which does a meshed sensor network because I said, look, the building needs to be able to understand its environment. And we bought another uh, startup in, in Berkeley, which was Comfy, which was basically, I call it a human building interface. It, mm -hmm. it is an IT, OT capable um, application on your phone, which lets you talk to the building, say, um, I want to have my uh, meeting room cooler. I want to switch the lights off. I want to know where my colleagues are, where, what the canteen has. So we built it. We, we built this uh, human building, HBI, human building interface. Yeah. So we did this. And the main idea here was 30% of all, um, of all, uh, space in a building is wasted. People never go okay. there. So we said, look, we bring technology to bring people together, to optimize it. So we went in and, and, and built sensors in to say, look, there's space for you, you should go. Mm -hmm. Now, boom, the pandemic hits. And our yeah. whole idea of bringing people together is a bit more complicated with social distancing. So we are using the same technology to actually keep people 
at a safe distance. So not 40 people go into the same elevator at the same time. That yeah. not everybody crams in the, at, at the same place. And because we have that technology, we can now adapt exactly the same technology, not only to bring people together, but also keep them at safely apart when we needed to do it. And that's what I'm trying to talk about, what a smart building is. A smart building is an infrastructure which can adapt to different environments and different situations. And that's why there's a before and an after and an after after the crisis um, capability, which is very necessary. Yeah, and, and adapt is a, is a really great word. Let's talk a little bit more about that because as you as you highlight, that's an important functionality. And and you also just mentioned that you know things are changing right now with with the pandemic crisis, but we know that those changes will continue uh, over the medium term, and we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So, is adaptability one of those core functions that all of these smart infrastructures really have to have and and be ready to adapt depending on on what's happening within the world? I think so. I think that, and, and you asked me at the beginning, what makes something smart? Something is smart because it's sensing and something is smart because it puts the human at the center of it. I also told you that um, Siemens will not be able to do it on its own, but it can be a huge driver. Mm-hmm. So the other part of making something smart is that we create ecosystems. So one announcement we just made, which is super important, is, uh, for example, with Salesforce. We are basically mm-hmm. partnering with Salesforce to build a complete capability on on doing exactly this, uh, bring the smartness back to this new normal after COVID into the workplace. And it's interesting because it's uh, it enables us to to react to multiple sort of environments in a very different uh, place. And I don't know if you know, but I used to work in the U.S. for quite a while. And uh, what's a smart thing to do in the U.S. was eat your own dog food. So the idea is you take your technology and we said, look, apply it for ourselves. Now, I'm French. So I don't eat my own dog food. I drink my own champagne. <laughs> so we're doing this. Salesforce, the Salesforce Tower and our headquarters in Zook yeah. will take both of our ecosystem technologies, software and IoT integrated to actually prove that we can build smart high rises or smart um, headquarters all around the world. And, and that's one of the beauties when we talk about data and you, and you mentioned before that data is infinite, uh, is that we can start leveraging knowledge and skills across different industries and, and different talent pools like, uh, like the cooperation that you're describing. You mentioned that we're going to do this and, and it is something I, I very much like the, the analogy of drinking your champagne, much more enjoyable than eating your own dog food. Uh, so I assume that uh, this is something you describe in their headquarters, but uh, as a global company, uh, this kind of approach that we'd like to take uh, in in our offices across the world, in Siemens offices? We will take it across all of our offices. We will roll it out and we will bro- bring it also to your offices. I actually believe, and you asked me at the moment, why did we create infrastructure? Yep. Because most infrastructure is dumb at the moment. So 99% is not, doesn't know that you exist and doesn't interact with you. So we want to bring this intelligence. We will start to do this with buildings to make you more comfortable, safe and sustainable. But we will also integrate it back into the energy system because COVID told us three things. One, that digitalization is happening much faster than we expected. That's Mm -hmm. what happens. Second one, we have to still flatten the curve. I mean, during COVID, we reduced by... I think 6% the CO2 footprint. We've never done it before. But as we come back, we need to do this. So we need a smart infrastructure. We need a smart uh, capability to actually um, be able to do this. And then the third wing, uh, thing I learned is we need to collaborate and, 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 and work together to be able to do this. So we're collaborating to bring it to our headquarters. We're collaborating to bring it to our offices. And we would love to collaborate with you, everybody who's listening, to also make your work environment, energy environment smart and adaptable. 
yeah, I think that you mentioned some really good points. As you say, that you know, we've we've been challenged globally, which is quite unprecedented in our times, at least. Uh, and that's driven that digitalization, that's driven that ad adaption, um, not just within that technology, but with, with us in our daily lives. I'm sure that there's many people listening that are right now working from home that could never have imagined that their Absolutely. job could happen in the office, uh, sorry, uh, in, in their home office at uh, all times. So we're, we're rolling with that and it means it's a really exciting time. And if there's 99% of infrastructure that isn't smart, then not only do we have a bit of a way to go, but we have a huge opportunity to really make that impact and flatten the curve like you just described. And a huge responsibility also, because at the end, we're going to be more than 3 billion more people on Earth. And I don't know if you know, but somebody in New York uses 20 times more energy than somebody in Jakarta. And everybody has the right to the same living standards, but we need yeah. to do it in a much, much smarter way than we do it today. And that's why we need to work with you to enable your infrastructure to be smart. Beautiful. Cedric, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, John. It was enjoyable and uh, hear you soon. Yeah, you may, you may, you never know. You may see us back here at some point having a chat. <laughs> uh, and a quick thank you to everyone who's listening today. Please feel free to like, share, comment this episode, subscribe to us here wherever you're listening or watching us, and, and keep your eyes out uh, for more smart building conversations in the near future. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>